Welcome to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in their lives. And it's a place where your questions about faith and religion can be answered. And now, here's your host, Deacon Al. Good evening. Welcome to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio. I am Deacon Al Lundy. It's a pleasure to be with you again. We are heading into the second Sunday. Actually, we're in the second Sunday of Lent, getting closer and closer to that magnificent celebration of the Feast of the Resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, we're going to be looking at our readings from Sunday's Mass and talk about how that they affect us in our faith today. I want to remind you, besides this program, there's a lot of really wonderful programs on Catholic Spirit Radio. I uh, invite you to go to our website, catholicspiritradio.org, and, and take a look at our lineup. We have locally uh, produced programs, but we also have a, a lot of rebroadcasts from EWTN and other Catholic sources. Uh, just really wonderful programs. One of my favorites is uh, Father Spitzer. I've had Father Spitzer's universe. I had a chance to... Uh, Uh, see Father Spitzer in person about three, four years ago. And fascinating, fascinating priest, a wonderful lecturer, a really brilliant, brilliant man. He's a physicist and he uh, talks a lot on his program and in person about the, the merger, the mingling of science and religion, science and theology. And he shows that these are not incompatible with each other. So often, uh, people of lesser faith try to use science as a bat to, uh, to try and clobber theology and say that uh, science has disproven God. Well, they haven't, and they can't. It's, it's the wrong tool for that, as Father Spitzer would explain to you. There's a lot of wonderful things you can do with science um, and through science, but it does not prove or disprove God. There's no test you can run on God. Science is dependent on observation and measurement. Well, good luck with that when it comes to uh, a supernatural being like God. Uh, observation and, and measurement, how do you measure God? I mean, what possible experiment could there be to do that? So uh, what, what, what science does do, though, is help us to understand how God accomplishes things. It's kind of like if you if you want to know an artist, you study their painting. Well, that's what science does. Science studies the painting, the, the artistry, the creations of God, and explains how they work together. And the more you see the harmony between all these different aspects of creation, the more you come to realize there had to be an intelligent source uh, that that created these things so that they would work in such great unison together and such great harmony together. Uh, the more the more you get into science, the more, the closer uh, we come to to seeing God and understanding God. So uh, Father Spitzer's program is is really, and I'm not going to tell you what it's on. I'm going to make you look at the lineup and find him on the weekends. I'll, I'll give you that much. He's on the weekends. And, uh, and listen to his program. Uh, just really a fascinating man. And then when you realize that uh, he's lost his eyesight fairly early in life, I guess, and uh, still knows the scripture, has like the scriptures are, I believe, memorized uh, to hear him speak. I mean, he, he did the talk he did with, with us. 
someone would ask him a question and he would come right back with a scriptural uh, reference. I thought, uh, he's got no notes. He's not reading anything. His speech was in Braille, but his notes, he had no notes that he was going by. And he was coming up with book, chapter, and verse to support uh, his his answers just right away. It was just really amazing. Uh, very, very humorous uh, speaker and very knowledgeable. But to really see the beauty of science and theology working together rather than see, see them used as contrarian to each other was just, it was, it was masterful. And you get to hear that every weekend here on Catholic Spirit Radio. And one of my other favorites is Dr. Ray. We've, we had Dr. Ray here for a dinner. Well, it was right before COVID, right after COVID, right during COVID, maybe like th- two years ago, two or three years ago. And, uh, Oh, he's a hoot. I, I got to, I got to be MC for, for his dinner and got to sit with him and have dinner with him. And he was, he was just terrific. And I love his show, uh, as a parent. And he talks mostly to parents as a parent. There's so much that he says that I go, Oh, I wish I had done it that way. Oh, but then I look at how well my son turned out and I think, and I hear other things he says. I said, yes, we did that. That's exactly what we did. And it worked out great. And so you can find him to be very informative or very supportive. Unless you've been, if you've never been a parent before, you, you, some of the things he says, you thought, well, that can't possibly be right. Trust me, he's right. He is right. When he, when he tells you what you have to do to be a good parent, not a good buddy. It's not about being a great friend. Uh, you can be, a, I'm, I'm great friends with my son now, but my, but my son's in his mid-30s. That's a good time. You know, mid late twenties on is a good time to become friends with your with your child, but until then, your child depends on you, whether they like to say it or not. They depend on you for form- for formation, not just religious formation, but social formation, all formation. You know, everything they depend on you as their model. They're they're taking a snapshot of you every few seconds, and they don't forget. They're like young elephants. Well, why can't I do that? I saw you do it, right? So you don't want your son smoking? Don't smoke. You don't want your son uh, over drinking? Don't drink and don't don't uh, don't be forgiving of of his drinking or of his friends drinking. Your son is counting. Your son or daughter is counting on you to keep them away from predators. And there's all kinds of predators, not just sexual predators. There's social predators out there. Everything. And you as the parent, before you're their friend, you have to be their guide, their protector, their boss. Be a friend later, once, once, once they've been established. And that's something that, that uh, Dr. Ray makes abundantly clear. And it's amazing the number of people who will call, well, I have this problem. My, my child has this problem. And they, they go to explain the problem and, and he'll tell them, you know what, you're, and I can even do a close ray. You know what? It's not your child who has a problem. By golly, you've got the problem. You're the problem. You're your child's problem. Let's straighten you out. And then, and then your child will straighten out. And he, he tells the parents pretty bluntly where, where they went wrong. And one of them is if you say, don't do that and they do it and you don't do something about it. They're going to do it again because that's what kids do. They're very resilient and they test you. If you've never been a parent, trust me, 
Your your children will test you constantly, constantly. Well, I can't do this, but can I do this much? Can I do this much? Well, if I can get away with that, let me go just a little further. You know, and and Ray lays that out very clearly and uh, and tells it as it is. And so, if you're if you're a new parent or a, about to be parent or someday will be a parent, uh, definitely listen to Doctor Ray. Uh, if you're a news junkie, uh, Al Cresta, uh, just a tremendous amount of knowledge about current events and ties current events in from time to time with with uh, theology but oftentimes just looks at just the common morality of what's going on in, in the news today and, and, right and, and what's right and what's wrong. And boy, it's, it's amazing when we get away from love of neighbor and love of God. As human beings, we can really screw things up. It's amazing what we can mess up. And too often we rely on government, on someone else. Let them fix it. This is a real problem I should get my senator to fix that or my state representative, or why doesn't the government do something about this? Um, if you're waiting for the government to make your life better, that ain't going to happen. Uh, you need to make your life better. If there's something going on that you think needs fixing, don't wait for somebody else to fix it. Um, you've got to get out there and fix it. And I think that for me, that's one of the great, uh, that's one of the great benefits of having a church life. Is that working together with with like minded people and neighbors? You actually go out and make a difference through through various ministries. It's not just about saying there's a problem, somebody should fix it. It's there's a problem. What can we do about it? And that's something that that comes from a uh, from a church community that you don't find uh, many other places. So again, great programs on Catholic Spirit Radio. Check out our website, our new improved website. Uh, if you're wondering what I really look like, um, I like to tell people, picture Tom Cruise. I look nothing like that. Uh, but you can go and see. They've taken some great new portraits. That's I, I got to say, I wish I had that portrait for uh, for other venues because that's a, that's the best picture of me I've seen in a long time. Uh, it actually I actually look fairly decent. Even my wife liked it and wondered if she could trade the photo for me and uh, we'll have to work on that. I don't know what a life-size uh, version of that, that image would look like, uh, would cost. So anyway, uh, second weekend of Lent, let's get down to business. Second weekend of Lent, we have uh, readings from uh, Genesis again, from uh, St. Paul to the Romans. And then we have the gospel of, according to um, Mark. So we'll come back and do our Uh, mass readings right after we come back from these messages. You're listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio. Stay tuned. Good News will be right back on Catholic Spirit Radio. Has Catholic Spirit Radio touched you? Maybe it has brought you closer to God or even into the church. Tell us your story. Call or text our listener comment line. If you like, you can remain anonymous. 773-541-4159. Hi, this is John Hall, president of Catholic Spirit Radio. Do you enjoy our programming? Well, we need your support to keep the programming at Catholic Spirit Radio on the air. If you already give, thank you. We appreciate your help. If you haven't given, we need your help now. To donate, go online at Catholic Spirit Radio.com. That's Catholic Spirit Radio.com. Or mail your donation to Catholic Spirit Radio 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois 61761. Or stop by 108 Boykins Place. God bless you and thank you for your support of Catholic.
Catholic Spirit Radio. Chicago radio personality Kevin Matthews found a broken statue of the Virgin Mary by a dumpster. His life was changed forever. Join us at Holy Trinity Catholic Church in Bloomington on Saturday, March 23rd to hear Kevin's life-changing Broken Mary story. Doors open at 11 with a light lunch available at 11.30. This free event starts at 12.30, book signing afterwards. Register on the Holy Trinity website under the Grow in Faith tab or call us at 309-829-2197. Listeners support Catholic Spirit Radio in many different ways. Some write checks, others use credit cards. But did you know that you can also give Catholic Spirit Radio your old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, or RV, even if it's not working? Donating your vehicle is easy. We take care of everything from pickup to tax receipt. Just go to CatholicSpiritRadio.com to click on the Donate Your Vehicle link or call 866-628-CARS. If you have some extra time, put those hours to use for the Lord. With Catholic Spirit Radio's growing radio network, we have three new behind-the-scenes volunteer positions. If you're interested, call the station. 309-807-2427. Volunteers are specifically needed for each of these roles. First, an energetic and experienced event manager is needed to coordinate our spring and fall on-air fundraisers. Give us a call if that's you. Second, Catholic Spirit Radio needs one to two hours every two or three weeks from a volunteer or a team of two for lightweight general cleaning at our normal location. Give us a call if you and a friend are interested. And third, we are in need of one to two spirit liaisons from each of these areas. Rockford, Harvard, Morris, DeKalb, Sycamore, Lincoln, Pontiac, and Clinton. These individuals will assist with informational tables at your local events. Give us a call if you can help out. Become part of our radio mission in 2024. Volunteer at Catholic Spirit Radio. 309-807-2427. Hi, this is Kathy. And Anne. From Catholic Spirit Radio. We are looking for folks who would love to volunteer with us during our fundraisers and various other station events and tasks throughout the year. We really need volunteers in the DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, Joliet, and Lincoln areas, as well as Bloomington Normal. If you have a few extra hours or more a month, put them to use for the Lord. We would love to add your name to our Catholic Spirit Radio volunteer list. Contact us at office at catholicspiritradio.org. Welcome back to Good News. I am Deacon Al. Pleasure to be with you again. We're here every Saturday and Sunday evening on Catholic Spirit Radio starting at 8 o'clock, and we hope you'll join us. If you want to hear previous programs, you can do that by going to our website at catholicspiritradio.org, and you click on the... What, what, what is this, the page they click on to hear our past programs? Podcasts. Podcasts. And then once you go to podcasts, you'll see all of our different locally produced programs. And you can select any one of them and go back quite a while. I think we've done, gosh, going on two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. So you can, there's a lot of programs out there and we've done a lot and you can go back and listen to, to any or all of them. And uh, there's no cost to that. So we hope you will enjoy listening to past programs and uh, there's all, all sorts of other things on there. One feature of our website I really want to uh, push is uh, we have prayer partners. We have a, a army of, of prayers here. And if you have something in your life that you need uh, spiritual assistance on, uh, you can send in uh, your prayer request. And we we have uh, team members here who uh, will pray for you and 
hopefully we will get God's will done in, in your life, whatever that might be. And that's a lot of what we're going to talk about in our readings today is, is God's will. It's not always what you expect it to be. God can be a little surprising in what he sends our way. And we see that especially, uh, I think, in Genesis. So our, our first reading uh, from the Mass is from the book of Genesis. It, it comes uh, primarily from, from chapter 22. And you all know the story of Abraham and, and Isaac. And so that's what we're going to talk about. And it's a different sort of God than a lot of people expect, but it's still God and God doesn't change. He's the same. Some think he's an angry, um, vengeful God in the Old Testament and this loving, cheerful God in the New Testament. And that's not the case. Uh, God is always looking to draw us closer, but he, he does it in unexpected ways sometimes. And it's not always because God changes, it's because we change. And so different approaches are needed because we're doing stuff differently. And so he has to do sometimes things to get our attention or to teach us lessons, uh, not to punish us, but to bring us closer to him in, in our faith and in our love. So in the, in the a reading from the book of Genesis, God put Abraham to the test. He called to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son Isaac, your only one, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and there you shall offer him up as a holocaust on a height that I will point out to you. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it, and then he reached out and he took a knife to slaughter his son. But the Lord's messenger called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he answered. Do not lay your hand on the boy, said the messenger. Do not do the least thing to him. I know now that you are devoted to God, since you did not withhold from me your own beloved son. As Abraham looked about, he spied a ram caught by its horns in the thicket. So he went and took the ram and offered it up as a holocaust in place of his son. Again, the Lord's messenger called to Abraham from heaven and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you acted as you did in not withholding from me your beloved son, I will bless you abundantly and make your descendants as countless as the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore. Your descendants shall take possession of the gates of their enemies, and in your descendants all the nations of the earth shall find blessing. All this because you obeyed my command. The word of the Lord. So a lot of people are familiar with the story of Abraham and Isaac. By the way, how old was Isaac when uh, when he went up the mountain with, with Abraham to be sacrificed? Uh, theologians have debated this for, for centuries. And uh, uh, just recently, a wonderful theologian has figured out that he was 12 years old at the, at the time. And you think, well, how do you know that? Well, if you read the whole story, Isaac carried the wood for the uh, for the fire on his back up the mountain. Well, if he was 10 years old, 8 years old, 9 years old, he wouldn't have been strong enough to do that. So he had to be a little older. So we figure he's over 10. So how do we figure he's not 13 or older? Well, because if he was a teenager, even God wouldn't have been able to stop Abraham from killing him. So any any parent of a teenager will understand that story, right? So anyway, Abraham, the story of Abraham and Isaac, they think, how could God ask someone to kill his own son? Well, because God was willing to do that. 
the story of Abraham, we read that and we're appalled by it and we should be. We should be appalled by it. God wants us to be appalled by it. He wants us to, to read the story of Abraham, to hear the story of Abraham and think, what would it take for a person to, to, to sacrifice their own son? And yet that's what God did. Out of his love for us, he was willing to do that. He knew it wasn't something he could ever get have any of us do. Our, our sins are so great over all of time, starting with Adam and Eve, that there is no sacrifice we could provide. There's not enough, there's not enough first fruits. There's not enough unblemished lambs. There's not enough, uh, there aren't enough bulls or goats or rams to make up for our sinfulness. So Jesus doesn't ask us to do that. He says, I will provide the sacrifice. I will provide this, this perfect unblemished lamb, his own son. So he was showing us through Abraham what a difficult decision this is. And that, yes, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable, unimaginable sacrifice to make. And yet God is willing to make that out of love for us. The whole story of Abraham and Isaac is a precursor of the sacrifice of Christ. Isaac carried the wood on his back up the mountain. Jesus carried the cross on his back up the, up, up the hill, right? Um, Abraham ends up sacrificing a ram stuck in thorns. And Christ, the, the male-born, unblemished lamb, wears the crown of thorns. So this is, this is a, 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 a precursor, a, a, a likeness of what's going to happen in the, in the passion and the crucifixion of Christ. We should feel as much passion for Jesus's uh, sacrifice as we do for, for Abraham's sacrifice of Isaac. It should be that personal uh, to us even, even today. And so we see that God promises uh, Abraham that for his willingness to sacrifice— He's going to be rewarded throughout all time. So that's what our Lent is. What, what is our willingness to sacrifice this Lent, to cleanse ourselves, to come closer to God, the way Abraham was willing to sacrifice for his obedience to God? And now it's our turn to do that in this Lent, and that's why we have this reading. So even though we're only two weeks in and we only have a few weeks until Easter— it's not too late to grow in your Lenten sacrifice. Even if you've decided, here's what I'm going to give up, give up even more. If, think, of, think, of how much, think of how much sacrifice Abraham was willing to do. Think of the sacrifice that, that Christ was willing to make. No matter what we choose, it's a pittance to that. So let's, let's think of, of deepening this Lenten and going even more. In, in, our, in our sacrifice and in our willingness to prepare ourselves for the coming Christ. In our second reading from, uh, from Paul to the Romans, Paul writes, Brothers and sisters, if God is for us, who can be against us? Who did not spare his own son but handed him over for all of us? How will he not also give us everything else along with him? Who will bring a charge against God's chosen ones? Is it God who acquits us, who will condemn? Christ Jesus, it is he who died, or rather was raised, who is also at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. 
So this is a very promising uh, letter that that he writes to the Romans and that if if God is on our side, who can possibly be against us? It doesn't matter what sort of of uh, discrimination that the Christians at that time were being shown uh, by the Romans, uh, it doesn't matter because God was protecting them. And God continues to protect us uh, as as his chosen people. And, and that doesn't just mean the Catholics or the Christians. It means everyone who turns toward to God. Uh, we're all children of God. We, we, we all have value to him. But in order to, to reap that benefit, we have to turn towards God. We have to accept this gift of grace that he offers us. And he will continue uh, to intercede for us. In our gospel uh, from Matthew, I'm sorry, uh, from Mark, our gospel according to Mark, it says, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart from themselves, and he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared with them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it's good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for Moses and one for Elijah and one for you. He hardly knew what to say. They were terrified. Then a cloud came casting a shadow over them, and from the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. And as they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. And so they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. The Gospel of the Lord. So God reaches out to us in really different ways, doesn't he? I mean, look at the difference between how he... uh, how he expressed himself to Abraham. He comes and says, I want you to sacrifice your son to me. And the way he comes to the apostles by saying, look at this glorious thing I've done for you. Look look at this blessing. Look at this protection that I'm showing you. Look at what awaits you in, the, in, the, in, in heaven by showing him this beatific vision and talking directly to the apostles. God doesn't always come the way we expect, but oftentimes we kind of prejudice ourselves as to how we expect to see him. If God is real, this is what it'll look like. God doesn't always uh, express himself the way we expect. So we have to be open to different things. We have to be open to a God who maybe challenges us to do things we don't want to do, and a God who sometimes just miraculously expresses himself to us in, in ways we, we don't expect, wondrous, beautiful ways. Because he comes both directions. And if you choose just to look for one, you're going to miss God in so many other aspects of your life. Something to think about uh, this Lent, something to think about as you listen to the readings in Mass. But know that God is always with you, and God loves you, and God wants what's best for you, but you need to want what's best for you too. And what's best for us is a loving relationship with our neighbors and a loving relationship with a God, with our God. And that's what we're all called to as as Christians and as children of God. I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful Lent. I hope it brings you to uh, an exhilarating, glorious Easter. And as always, may Almighty God bless you, protect you from all evil, and bring you to everlasting life.
Good night. You've been listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in your life. Submit your questions to Deacon Al at goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. That's goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. Deacon will answer your questions about faith and religion. Thank you for listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio.